0: Welcome back to another episode of My Memorable Good Games where Club members of the past and present Come on and talk about their seasons and career With the club. Uh, today we're here with Max McNamara. Max was our Overseas in 2011. Good Evening Max. How you doing?
1: Very well, Rat. How are you?
0: Good mate Thank you. Good to see you So look, first of all a bit of background on how you got involved with the club.
1: Yeah, I um, so I was 21 when I came over to the UK, and I wouldn't call it a rite of passage per se, but a lot of cricketers, especially in Sydney, where where I've sort of grew up, grew up and played cricket, still play cricket. Um, yeah, get finished school and get a bit of cricket under their belt and, and try and do a season or, or more in the UK. So I. Um, yeah, so I 21, I played a couple of seasons of first grade here in Sydney and decided that was a good time end of uni for me to go and play cricket in the UK. So I put my details up on a website. I had no idea what it was called. Some, some site where you know, overseas clubs, uh, especially in, in England, had a look and sort of look at your details, who you were, what you are looking for and try to match you up with what they were looking for. And um, I was just saying to you earlier that my memory is terrible, but I'm going to go on a limb here and say that I spoke with with yourself, Homer and Stewie um, about coming over to, to Southend and had a, had a back and forth emails and a couple of chats, and it was a good fit. Um, actually, funny story like Homer had a friend out here at the time. His name was Grant. He's him on Facebook. Grant, good one. Loves cricket. The bloke is always traveling. And Homer's like, I've yeah, got, got a mate over there. He's in Sydney. Where are you playing on the weekend? I'll get him to come down and check you out. And I'm thinking, shit, this bloke's going to come in so he's, he's come down and um, checked me out, made sure I could play cricket good bloke and uh, yeah he said good things about the club and I was there at the end of the season
0: So you were playing first grade then, who were the senior players in your team then? Was it, did you have any um, state players playing then?
1: Yeah so probably that, that year was a good year that year actually we, we, uh, we did it right at first grade uh, I think the year before we'd We'd lost in the the one-day final. Um, that year, we won the other 21s competition, and that's, that's pretty hard to win. you got some pretty pretty good cricketers going around in Sydney, as you can imagine. So uh, in that team then, we had um, Josh Layla. So he's obviously played uh, a bit of state cricket, a bit of big bash cricket. Um, Pat Cummins was playing our team that year. Uh, Jordan Silk was in that team. He, he plays for Tasmania now, and the Sixers in, in the BBL Um probably Ryan Gibson as was going play state cricket. So, we had, a, we had a pretty, pretty good team. Pretty young team. Like, at that point, obviously, Pat and Silky um, were a bit younger than myself. Um, but, yeah, we had, a, we had a pretty, looking back, quite a, quite a pretty good team.
0: Good stuff. So, then, coming on to when you joined Southend, what were your first impressions of the club?
1: <laughs> so, I picked up from the airport by Stuart Leslie, president at the time. Um, and... I remember getting off a plane and I had long pants on, I had a jumper on, it was it was April, mid-April. Everyone said to me, oh, it's pretty cold mid-April, it warms up a bit in May and June. I'm thinking, yeah, it's pretty cold, right? I don't know what it was, maybe 20 degrees. So I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's cold, but it's not, not the worst. We're in the car coming along the south end uh, beachfront there. Well, I wouldn't call it a beach, but whatever, whatever you call it. And there are these blokes, like, I'll never forget it. They're, they're, they're red raw, it's about six o'clock, shirts off, beers in hand, both, on the side where the pubs are and on the water side. I'm thinking this place is insane. It's 20 degrees. I'm in jumpers. They've got no shirts on, they're red raw and absolutely blind. So that was my that was my very first impression of Southend. That was interesting. Um, but the club itself, I think I, I live with Dale. So obviously a lot of you will know Dale. Um, he was was amazing. I walked in and he couldn't shut him up for a start. I um, still can't shut him up um but this made me feel so welcome it was yeah, a great place to, to live and obviously you're across the road from the career club which made it a bit easier um i think the other thing i noticed was just the culture uh, so many of the blokes knew each other have spent a lot of time since they were young um, with each other you know Woff, John's, uh homer etc and uh, the culture after games probably more so than the culture around the club during career games you know the fact that Everyone would get back to the pavilion behind you, and and was an actual bar there as a novel concept for us. We don't have bars at Creative clubs in Australia, so you know that, that, that was really really nice. Really enjoyed that
0: stuff. So as you say, Dale was your uh, house house mate. Who's captain? Spear captain.
1: He was captain that year. Yeah,
0: yeah. And did you find it different? Lack of training. Were you trained twice a week back home? And we trained. We did, yeah. Not much. Zero. <laughs> yeah,
1: there was a bit of, I think the season hadn't quite started when I got there. So there was a couple of um, nighttime net sessions and they were like nine o'clock. I was thinking, what's going on here? This is weird. Anyway, it was, it was good. But then when the season started, yeah, it was nothing. Um, I, I remember a couple of days in, Dale said, right, come on, let's get over to the park and let's have a bowl. You have a bowl and I'll have a, I'll have a catch. And, um, the first thing I remember was, you look at the, U- the UK grounds, like if you look behind you in the background there, the grass looks lush and green and soft. The first thing I noticed was I walked onto the grass, it was bloody hard, it was rock hard. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? So you anyway, were having a bowl and the balls are taking off. And I'm thinking, this is fantastic. Dude. This square is going to be super bouncy. You end up being pretty decent, but wouldn't even been on the outfield, it was that hard. Um, but yeah, I don't know what the question was, but yeah, that's, that's, that's Dale.
0: So your first games were kind of friendlies. How did you find them? What was was the sort of difference from the UK to Sydney cricket?
1: Yeah, I've had this conversation a lot with people. I I found cricket in the UK so different to Australia to start with. And and obviously the wickets are different, the grounds are a bit different, etc. But more than that, the style of play, and I think I really struggled that. Like, I don't know, you've probably got the numbers written down there in terms of what my first few games were, but... Um, didn't take many wickets, if any wickets, and I went for a few runs. Um, it took me a couple of games to, just to get into it, to work out how the hell do you bowl over here? Because these batsmen hitting balls in weird areas that you know typically bowl in Australia. You talk about a first-class length uh, here in Australia. You know you're sort of just short of a length bowling fourth and fifth stump, but you're doing that in England. You're getting pulled, you're getting cut, you're getting cut off a ball that's four stump. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head, going, I don't know what to do here. So it took me a bit of time to, to work how to play in the conditions. And I have a vivid memory of sitting up in, in the score box uh, behind you there with, with Peter Kenton there, who was scoring that year. Um, no idea why he wasn't with TK in the second, uh, the second team. Obviously, didn't, didn't rate him that highly. Um, <laughs> decided that he'd come and score for us. And about three games, you know, I, I have a, a, my interpretation, of that conversation at least was, Max, just, just relax. You know, do your thing. You'll work it out. Obviously, things are a bit different here. Just back yourself. In, in hindsight, he was probably saying, Max, you better, you know, do something here. We've got you over here to take some wickets and, you know, politely, you're not doing very well. But, you know, that, that to me was really important, right? Because it just, yeah, gave me a chance to have a think about it. What's I me to change? And was I good after that? So
0: did you talk about the people like Josh Lader, Pat Cummings? Were any of those in the UK at the same time as you?
1: Yeah, Josh was. Um, he was playing in London. Um, so I was lucky, actually. I had, um, I think, four people from the club were over that year. Um, which is good, which is nice. I got a chance to see Josh a few times in, in London. He was staying in Kensington. Um, I had a friend up in in Manchester, another in Leeds, and another in Wales. So um, it was quite good because obviously no training midweek. I had the opportunity to a bit of travelling. Went to Scotland uh, once or twice. Headed over to Portugal. Obviously went up to Leeds, in Manchester, and to London. So it was good. It was a nice chance to feel a little bit connected, although I was obviously quite a distance from home.
0: Did you speak to any of those like on how they were finding cricket, like what? lengths the bowl, to that, or was it more conversation about pubs?
1: <laughs> um, Josh had been here before. He, he'd been here about 18. I had another friend actually just down the road playing Hadley and, and he had been here before as well. So yeah. um, to be fair, we probably didn't talk a lot about cricket, um, but I, I think just having them around probably made things a little bit easier. If I was here by myself three games in, not a whole lot of wickets, not sure what I'm doing, got a bit harder. But the fact, you know, I had a, a good friend down the road Josh in London, a couple of guys up north, it definitely made a difference. So um, yeah, probably not intentionally, we didn't talk about cricket, but I suspect, yes. I suspect we did a lot have a memory of
0: it. So, so you're saying your first three games, you had none for 37, two for 28, and three for th- three for 44. So not for the win. worst, but as, a, as an overseas, quite often people just tend to see you off. Did you find that, that they'd just see out your overs and try and score at the other end?
1: I think in the first few games, yes. Uh, but again, it, it was for me. It wasn't so much the seeing off part. Uh, it, it was it was firstly, I can't get you out. Why, why can't I get you out where I'd usually bowl? And secondly, you're scoring runs where I don't know how you're you're, you're hitting the ball there. So that's, yeah. that's a bigger problem for me. So um, yeah, I, to be honest, if, if the figures were none for ten off ten, or none for eight off eight, or something, I can deal with that. But it was a fact what was the first one? None for
0: none for thirty-seven off ten. So, just underneath.
1: You know I mean, it's almost at
0: four and over. I'm just yeah. like, what's going on? So, yeah, that was pain. Okay, so play a few games. In the sort of early June, you have a real good streak. I've got some stats down here. So, you have a five game stint of four for 50, uh, two for 48, six for 41, six for 19, and two for 33. Is that where you sort of cracked it a little bit? You sort of thought, i know what I'm doing a bit here?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think it's probably a couple of things. Firstly, getting pretty comfortable with the team. Um, you know, the whole time I was there, everyone was super supportive, and as I said, great culture. So not not that it was any different to start with, but just feeling comfortable, um, feeling like you know I, I belonged, I suppose, in a way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think the big change I made was bowling straighter and fuller. Whereas in Australia, if I did that, I, I would have probably been taken through the leg side um, or driven down the ground. But Just bowling that different length on English wickets, English batsmen who probably didn't want or weren't as comfortable, whereas they would have been in Australia. That was probably the big thing. Um, But it was nice. It was nice to put some good performances on the board. And for me, it was interesting. There's two things in particular, I think, at that time that really got me going. The first was, um, you know, as I started taking a few wickets, I was doing pretty well. I was up there in terms of the leading wicket-takers. Not that I sort of paid attention, but people like Bells sort of made, made me clear about that. He was across every statistic across the country. Um, so he was pretty pretty clear about um, how we were going and how everyone else was going. And that was was nice motivation, right? Keep doing well, keep taking wickets, and it'd be nice to finish up the top somewhere. Um, and the second was there was a West... I, I remember this. I had to ask Bells because he has a very, very good memory of this stuff. There was a West Indian fella playing, um, and he scored a few runs. So he so played... Like he played for Leon C, and he scored a yeah. few runs. He's he got maybe hundred and eighty odd, and everyone started talking about this West Indian bloke, big, big unit, bowled a bit, hit the ball pretty hard. Um, so I was looking forward to that. He was there overseas, I was there overseas, and I, I vividly remember, although I have a terrible memory, this is one thing I do remember of um, of coming in. We bumped him out. We popped a couple of good short balls, he didn't particularly like that, and yeah, we got him for not meeting. So. That was that was a nice uh, experience as well, and I think that might have been one of the you know, four or six or something, which was
0: cool. Yeah, that was, I think that was in the fourth against Lee. Do you remember your six of forty-one? Yeah. Does that ring? No, a- you you don't remember. You don't remember that. six for one at Horland. No,
1: sounds good. Sounds really good. Well, tell me what happened. You you probably know more than I do about it.
0: I, I don't know the full details. I just know that you got six for one week, and then six for nineteen the next week against you know, Harlow. But you tell
1: me you yeah, don't, don't remember. Know. As I said, I, 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 it's bizarre. I have the worst cricketing memory. Usually, my memory is pretty good about other things outside of cricket, but um, I knew I, I knew in that season I took a couple of sixes. Don't get me wrong, but if you said were they two in a row? Who were they against? Where were they? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you anything. So okay. sounds like it was a good day. Two good days.
0: Well, that's right. Yeah. So as you're saying, that's when you're you've realised you're a big part of the team, and it's your job to knock teams over really and it started to pay off to
1: be honest i was just having fun like i think that's that's probably what just got into the groove of things and um you know it's like it's a sport end of the day you know we we take it a bit serious sometimes but obviously it helps winning and it helps when you're doing well but um fun's always been a big part of it for me and and just running in Trying to bowl fast, sometimes they don't come out so fast, sometimes they do, and trying to bowl on nice and straight and get a few wickets is, is really good and it's fun, it's nice to contribute, as I said, and obviously that season, our goal was to get promoted. Um, and, and we were tracking really well at that point of the year, I think maybe first or second. Um, so it was nice to, to be taking a few wickets, uh, we we're on track to be promoted, um, and, and the boys, not just myself, the boys are playing well. Did, did
0: the wickets get harder as the summer went on? Did that, would that have helped you? Harder tracks? bit more like home um, or you, you just found you could adapt? i
1: I, I tell you what, I, what I can tell you is we, I played this game and I still have the photo on my phone today and I, I looked it up just before this. It, it was at Stanford La Hope, I think it's ASA. That yeah. it? ASA? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, and again, one of these small memories, I do have very vivid memories, turning up to this game and it was probably mid to late June um, and and this this you turn up to the ground, you look at the square, five or six pitches, you couldn't tell where the wicket was. And I thought, we're not playing cricket today. It was a bit wet, couldn't see where the wicket was, and you stood in front of it. The only, only reason you could tell that was the wicket was because it was, had the markings on it. it, looked exactly like the rest of them. And I thought, you know, this is a number of months into the season and we're going to play cricket on this. And we did, we played a full game of cricket on it. It actually behaved very, very well, but that was a shock to the system. So did it did they get harder? I don't, I don't remember the wickets getting harder week yeah. in, week out. Um, but to be honest, I probably wouldn't have cared very much. It wouldn't have really bothered me, you know. In England, the ball swings. It, it's usually seeming whether they got hard or not. Probably wasn't going to phase me too much.
0: Did you? Is that something you found that the ball swung for longer than back home, or?
1: Oh, definitely. You know, the balls were swinging, were swinging all day. You know, I remember John swinging the ball from first ball he bowled to the last ball he bowled. Um, I haven't always been a massive swinger of a ball, especially in a second or third spell, but. Um, you know, they also seemed around a bit, obviously a bit more grass than the wickets in the UK, that, that made things a bit easier. But there's no doubt, you know, <laughs> I'll look at the cricket now in Australia, look at this, the season just gone, um, or the series just gone against India here, a ball didn't swing before tests. So it'd be nice to be able to use a Jukes back here, and they're seriously talking about that because the bars are just embarrassing at the moment.
0: So I think you were the first person I'd ever seen who'd actually look at the box of balls and pick the one he wanted. Like, and, and uh, I've, never, I don't yeah. think I've seen that from a, in Boulder before. I think Woff would just like get chucked a ball, but you would look at the box, wouldn't you, and actually pick which one you wanted and give the opposition yeah. a crap Are one. you having a
1: stab at me or a stab at Woff there?
0: No, 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 it's not a stab at anyone. No, it's just something I'd never seen before.
1: <laughs> I, I think I just got that from back home, right? That's what we do. We have a look yeah. at cricket balls and whether we knew what the hell we were doing, you know, it's a totally different story, but we try and find one with a pronounced seam. Um, really red balls. We find the really red Kookaburra balls don't tend to swing. So you know, we try and pick a lighter ball, more pronounced seam, and you know, hope for the best. But to be honest, let's be honest. If I was looking at a juice ball, a twenty-one, there's a good chance I had no idea what I was looking. for.
0: <laughs> just one of those things that you make out. I know. Talking about air. Look at the balls. Exactly. Up in the air. Exactly. And right. then just guess. Exactly. <laughs> and hope for the best. Hope for the best. But, so that's. So you had this real good run. Then you got
1: injured, I believe. Did you have
0: an injury?
1: I did. I got injured. Uh, And again, I can't tell you what I did. couldn't tell you. But obviously, it was something to do with my leg or something like that. Um, I've been pretty lucky with injuries, you know, probably up until the last few years. Um, I had a pretty good run. I really didn't miss much cricket at all. Um, It was one of the first injuries I reckon I'd had for a couple of seasons. So it was super frustrating because obviously the last thing you want to do, especially when you're playing good cricket, is not play. Yeah. Um, and there yeah, I was obviously take, taking a few wickets and the team was looking good and I found myself obviously turning up every Saturday to watch rather than play, which was frustrating but um, yeah, worked pretty hard got back out on the park eventually and saw the rest of the season out
0: Yeah, I had a look on your play cricket and I think there was a game that was put, called off because the opposition got chucked out but you almost missed a month of cricket so a fair, mm-hmm. a fairly bad, not bad injury but so frustrating time when you were going well but
1: you complain. Yeah, I remember okay. I, I was up at the physio and I, I'd never had it before in my life, but she's dry needling me. I'm going, this, I don't know if this stuff's work. Is this like, you know, Chinese herbal medicine? Does this actually work or what? But we we're trying a few things, right? I think it was actually down at the the South End football center, one of the physios there. So yeah, I something with my leg, I can't remember exactly what, but yeah, it's the last thing you want. At least I was at home in Australia, you know, everyone when I say everyone, we're obviously all in the same team. We know each other. We play each other for years, and you get injured, you get injured. But the last thing I wanted to do over there was obviously be injured. And obviously, the, the club has brought me over. You want to do well, you want to play well. And here I am sitting on the sideline watching the boys. I can't do much there.
0: Now, see, I remember you playing, I remember picking you to play a game in the second team when you were injured because someone dropped out. I think you got told he's not allowed to bowl. And I think I don't. I batted you at nine or something stupid like that. And as you say about Bells knowing everything, I said to Bells, uh, I said, I couldn't work out how to get to open, go free. And Bells was like, why don't you put Max at three? I said, like, he's a bowler. He's like, no, no, he'll score, he'll score runs. And I was like, oh, Bells, my ca- at the moment, I'm all over the show as a captain. It's a nightmare season. I said, I just didn't feel, right. I just had in my head. Bowler, oh, he's here just because he can't do anything else. He's got to stand and sit at bells. You should have bat him, bat him at three. So it's, like, it's too late now. It's Monday morning bells. <laughs> can't, can't change the game.
1: <laughs> so uh, the probably you probably save came... yourself some pain anyway. It would have been embarrassing if I been at three. So you've probably saved yeah. saved the embarrassment.
0: So when you're when you came back, did you feel 100 percent
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I would have been, no doubt. Um, yeah. like any injury. I, I, when I have had injuries in the past you know there's no point coming back early like i'm of the belief that if you, you know, try and play with an injury you're probably gonna do more harm than good so yeah, i was good once i came back i was good i think it, obviously the break in cricket wasn't ideal not to do much for a month um but again you probably have some stats as to how bad i was for the first few games after that but um yeah there's no doubt when i came back i probably would have been good to go
0: yeah no i looked at no. the stats and certainly wasn't bad it was, but it wasn't the sixes. It was ones and twos. But I think also at that stage of the season, you were playing games where it was ten overs per bowler. Mm. So you, in the you played half the season where you could bowl unlimited, yep. but when you've only got ten, you get ten to be seen off a little bit rather than we'll yep. see this lad off and try and score at the other end. So, but it's a decent season. Um, promotion was obviously obviously the aim.
1: Exactly. And I think at the end of the day, we did that. And I remember, obviously, towards the back end of the year when we were doing pretty well and we we looked like we were going to go up, it was, um, yeah, it was positive. And that's probably back to the culture, right? Getting people back to the club. There were so many nights, I remember, where, you know, we'd have 15, 20, 30, 40 people back at the club. And I think, obviously, winning games of cricket makes everyone a bit happier and getting everyone back up in the club is really nice, you know, to the point where, you know, 2, 3 a.m. will probably either heading into Southend or I was, I was walking back over the park home and um, yeah, at times probably had a few too many drinks. I remember there was, there was a night where myself and Connor in our infinite wisdom decided we stopped by Waffen's backyard and, and we'd rearrange his backyard. We thought that'd be pretty amusing at about 3am um, and we must've obviously we had a few drinks and um, apologies, Jen, if, if you're now watching this, but um, Uh, We must have been a bit loud and I think we woke them both up and I just remember Jen screaming out the window, what are you doing or something along those lines and myself and Connor let ourselves out. But what I find amazing about that is that Connor, no one remembers Connor's part of that. It was all blamed on me. Like I was, it was probably Connor's idea. I've just followed (laughs) along with it. But It's all landed on me. But um, yeah, I think that's the sort of stuff we got up to, right? Winning games of cricket um, and the culture of the club was awesome and yeah, those sort of things to happen on the back of it in. Hope was a bit of fun, maybe. Not I, think also, Sorry, yeah. I
0: think also with Ben, what goes around comes around. So he, he <laughs> I've been involved with. He's done that to other people. So I don't. I think you just basically go Ben back what he's done over the years. So there's no, no sympathy for him. One thing we haven't covered is your batting, because you were a decent bat. Did you did it frustrate you batting so low?
1: Oh, look, I think uh, I wasn't a great batsman in Australia. Let, let's get that very clear. Um, but I think that's also the result of, of progressing quite quickly through, through the grades in Australia. You know, you, you are pigeonholed either as a batsman or a bowler, unless you were pretty good all-rounder pretty early. Um, and yeah, look, like in junior career, I could bat a bit, but obviously it's very different to, to grade cricket and obviously coming over to the UK. Um, I think I was just battered where I was because, you know, at the end of the day, the club was looking for someone to bowl and had, we had a pretty good top six. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, looking at where I batted back in Australia, that's where I batted, sort of sort of 9-10. So um, that was a logical place to put me and, and that was fine. You know, again, winning games of cricket, people scoring runs and it was great. Do, do I wish I um, had the chance to bat it? Well, 100%. I got, I got quite a few not outs sort of through the middle of the year and I contributed a little bit at the back end, which was nice. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah we, everyone loves batting, right? No one's going to say, no, don't put me up, up the order. So, yeah. Well,
0: you, you, scored a match with, you scored a match within 80 up Upminster, sort of mid-season
1: in the Sunday league. Do you remember that? <laughs> we had this conversation just before. I remember the score, right? I couldn't tell you where it was. I could have been in South Africa, for Um But I'm sure it was a cracking inning. So I probably hit, I don't know, a couple of sixes over mid-wicket that it came off the top edge or something. But, um, yeah, that's about all I remember.
0: Okay, as, a, as, a, as we said off-camera, strange day. Probably any time you played in a team where your captain's
1: been locked in a changing room by his teammates? <laughs> oh, Glenn, it was a good sport, wasn't he, Glenn? He wasn't particularly happy about that. Um, and it was no. a good, good, but I didn't get to play a lot of it. For context, the Sunday team is obviously very different to the Saturday team, right? So yeah. people yeah. like TK, Connor... Uh, cows, uh, Dave Enderby. How could I forget Dave? just want to give some context to Dave quickly. It's unrelated to Glenn. I'll come back to Glenn. But I remember the first weekend I was at the club, and again, we're probably at the clubhouse because my first weekend people came over and said hello. And I reckon 16 people said to me, have you met Dave Enderby yet? And I was, no, who's this Dave bloke? I said, you'll know him when you see him. What do you, what do you do with that? I would never met someone before that I would just know him when I saw him. And that was nothing to do with cricket. That was just him off the field. And I was told, obviously, wait till you see him play cricket. I thought, okay, this would be interesting. So he didn't disappoint Dave. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to um, yeah, be pretty friendly with Dave. And he's, he's come over to Australia a couple of times since and stayed with me, which has been really nice. And for me, separately, um, that's that's been a really good part of um, obviously coming over to the UK as well. You know, I've, I've Connor's been over here. Bells has been over here. Uh, Andy Banks has been over here, caught up with him. Obviously, Dale's here now and he stayed with me for a few weeks and we catch up pretty frequently. So, that, that's another part of the, the club I really loved, you know, catching up with those guys when they've had a chance to come out to Australia. Uh, but, but yeah, Glenn, he captained the Sunday team, right? So, we had, you know, people like TK and Cowles, as I said, on the team. Um, and that, that was, a, it was a really good fun. But that day, we decided we had enough of Glenn. So, we locked him in the change room, went out to field. and Again, Bells will probably prepping me here. I don't know if he was playing, but you probably know anyway. Um, we spent a couple of overs in the field and we decided then we probably needed eleven blokes out there so we let him out of the chamber he was Now he's stomped and he wasn't particularly thrilled.
0: I don't I can't remember exactly who who did it. I, I don't know. I'm not sure who, oh. who knocked him in. I think, was you. I, I don't know. It might have been Martin Connor. It, could have been enough be cow, maybe? Yeah. cows maybe. It, yeah, it was say so you, me. Cows, Connor, TK, Sibo was playing. I, I partly yeah. think Sibo might. I certainly think Sibbo wouldn't have. Um, no. He might not have locked him in, but he certainly didn't lock unlock him. <laughs> I'll ask Glenn. I'll find out how. But yeah, that's it. I think I don't think we would let him out. I think the opposition let him out. Really? I think he was banging. Okay. I think he was banging, and the opposition let him out. And then all of a sudden,
1: our captain wandered back onto the field. They must measure what they thought of us. Imagine what they thought of us. They've locked their captain in the change room. They must have thought these blokes take different level.
0: It's, it's not something you see often, is it?
1: <laughs> no,
0: it, it isn't. So coming back onto your batting, you got last game of the season. You bat four. You get ninety-four against Horndon. Um, do you remember how you got out?
1: Again, I'll, I'll go on a limb here. I think I know. So I thought I was 96, but it's good to know I was 94, yeah. uh, which makes I, the way I think I got out even better. I'm pretty sure I've tried to slog the bloke over mid-wicket and got caught on the boundary. Could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You, again, you, you'll probably tell me here. Um, but I do remember that day, and I remember it was the last game of the year, and, and you know, I can't tell you why. he decided that it was a good idea to put me at four that day, but... um. I'm glad he did. We scored some few runs. I think we batted together for a fair bit. Myself yeah. and Speezy, which was nice. Um, but yeah, how do I get out? Caught on the boundary? Don't know. But
0: I asked Bells, because as you say, Bells knows everything. And I, don't, I would say it wasn't anything horrific, because I said to Bells, did he get caught on the boundary? or something stupid. And Bells like, I can't remember anything like that. So <laughs> I think if you had been caught on the line trying to get a six to go 100, Bells would remember that.
1: Oh, sure he would. Yeah, so yeah he, that's he, good
0: up. He said he didn't... He said nothing jumped out at him. So mm-hmm. I just wonder if you sort of remembered. Yeah, that have, nah. had you Have you scored
1: 100 cents? No. No, I need. I don't think I've scored 50 cents. So,
0: so that, was your,
1: yeah. that was your one I've chance. Got, I've, I've got 100, right? Under 16... and no, under 15, just 16's competition, but I was 15. It was my last game of junior cricket. And it was... I knew in reality playing grade, and as I said, you you get progressed relatively quickly through grade. Cricket, if if you're half decent and what you you can do. And I knew that was my last chance, I got 100. So it was a similar moment, right? I'm I'm at South Church Park, my my last game for the club. I'm thinking, all right, here we go, got to get 100, get to 94, get to 90, you're like, here, this is it, I'm (laughs) gonna do this. This is gonna be the one. Probably like Dave Enderby's 100, but he wasn't, he probably got to about 30 and thought this was the one. Um, But I I thought, this is it, I I I got, you know, 90, 94, just need a six to bring this up. And I feel like I got caught on the boundary. I probably didn't, but that's how it goes down in my mind anyway.
0: Go over a big hit. No, no, Were no, you, no. You def- the only thing I noticed from the card was you have plenty of time
1: left to, yeah. to
0: walk singles. <laughs> I
1: wasn't <laughs> walking. I wasn't walking between 94 and 100. I can give you the hot tip.
0: <laughs> Is that too, too sore by then? You're just not running?
1: Oh. No, not sore, but just like you're not going to get to 100 in singles. You're, you're not getting to... No, I didn't get to 94 knocking around singles to get to 94, so I wasn't oh, going to go to 94 to 100 in singles.
0: Well, I got, <laughs> I got a ton a couple of years ago. I went from 80 to 100 in singles.
1: <laughs> All went um, back on a boundary. Yeah, that's probably why I wasn't sore either, because I hadn't spent enough time out there to be sore.
0: Fair. So, how summing up your season at South End, how would you sum it up, A, as a cricket, Firstly,
1: on the cricket field, how did? Slow um, well, start. I like, think as you, we've sort of talked about, it took me a while to get used to the conditions, and and then as we got into it, I, I think as I said, I, I started really having fun, enjoying myself, taking wickets makes a big difference, um, and then it just became you know, natural, got into the groove of things. Really frustrating to get injured halfway through. You know that that really, you know, you know especially the. You'd rather at the start of the season or the end of the season right right literally yeah. right in the middle was was really frustrating um but as i said at the end of the day the key thing for me was um brought over to make sure we helped the boys get promoted and, and we did which which was great and um yeah I've, I've only got positive things to say i look at that cricket team and um obviously everyone was was pretty close and they played with each other with each other for quite a few years and, and that was was awesome and, and they were so well pinned me into the group and um, yeah, genuinely had a, a great time, and it was nice to contribute a bit.
0: Okay, so just before, to bring to your stats from the summer, so you got 45 league wickets at just under 17, which not bad, and 366 runs at 52. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> those not outs, right? Yeah, those not outs in the middle of the year. Yeah, 20 here, 30 there, helps a lot. It does. It's certainly no bad
0: thing. It certainly helps. But as you say, a good season. But what? Okay, what about? off the field because you said earlier you traveled a bit which not a lot of overseas do to be fair a lot of them stick around did you enjoy that part as well getting out
1: oh huge yeah i think early on i didn't i wasn't working and i didn't necessarily i didn't need to work per se i didn't know what it was going to be like so i just thought look for me to play cricket let's just do that first and foremost and see what happens from there um but then you know just got bored i got bored sitting at home all day i watched probably four episodes of Jersey Shore pretty early on. Probably ended up watching Gossip Girl, which was interesting. Um, but it got to the point where I was like, I gotta do something. I can't yeah. just sit at home all day. Um, and I was lucky, as I said, I had some friends up North with some friends in London. Um, I had a friend pretty close by as well. Um, and we got out and did a bit. Obviously we weren't training during the week, which we were used to back home. So I had the opportunity to do that as well. Um, and I was 21. I think the big thing that, that I learned was it was probably a good time to come over. Talking to the guys who'd been to the UK when they were 18, 19, um, you know, almost fresh out of school, haven't got a lot of life experience. Uh, they struggled a bit that first year, but um, coming a bit later, having you know, been in the world a little bit, a little bit more worldly, if you like, yeah. um, it, it made it a lot better. But also, it made, I grew up so much in in that six month period. I was there, first time living out of home. Um, obviously living with Dale made a big difference. He, he was super welcoming. Um, but yeah, I just I think you learn a lot about yourself. You, you grow pretty quickly because you have to. And as I said, I was lucky to do a bit of travelling. And I got to, got to Magaluf, which is an interesting place. Spent a bit of time in Portugal, down in Alba Fira, which is cool. And towards the end, uh, my old man came over and, and my brother and one of my good yeah. friends came over as well. So we did do a travelling through Europe after the season. So such an awesome opportunity that in reality I wouldn't have had if I um, wasn't playing cricket.
0: You, tr- you went to the Lake District with Bells
1: for a week, did you? We did, yeah, we did. We went to the Lake District. Um, I didn't even know that place existed. but It was pretty cool. we I don't think we played much tennis there, but I played a lot of tennis with Bells when, when I was in the UK. And I thought, you obviously would have seen Bells bat a bit. He struggles a bit. Thinks he's great. Thinks he's like Joe Root against India last night, scoring 200. But in reality, he's not a great stick. And I thought, mate, if you can't bat, there's no chance you're playing tennis. So we played a fair bit of tennis, and I backed myself in most games. And... I, I just have a vivid memory of him continually lobbing me. And without fail, I'd approach the net, the bloke would lob me and then just laugh at me. And I all got so frustrated. I wasn't, not much tennis in the Leith district, but myself and Bells, apart from that, we, we wrote a bit up there, actually, apart from that, we played a lot of tennis, which is cool. He,
0: he asked me to ask you about Duval Bear. <laughs> he said, are I you in public? Pop- I a of it what? on my
1: phone, too. Oh, I hadn't had one before, but Haggard's you know, Bells—I haven't heard that name for about five or ten years. We were up in the Lake District, and we thought, "You guys, try one of these Duvals. It's a Belgian beer, I'm pretty sure. Is, it, is that right? It's a Belgian?" Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah. Beer.
1: And it's about 13% alcohol, and geez, it, firstly it tastes like crap because it's 13%, but knocks you around a bit. You have a couple of Duvals in, you know, you know, you don't know where you are.
0: Yeah. He, he said it wasn't great. He said, and he said you'll remember it.
1: Oh, you do. Ten years on, you've just learned. that I've got a pretty terrible memory, but I can tell you about the Duval. Avoid them.
0: So, would you would you do you advise a young cricketer from Australia come over now? Obviously, in normal times.
1: Yeah, probably good luck if they get over now. They might not yeah. be able to get back for a while. <laughs> um, but hundred uh, percent, as I said, I think it, it for, as, for my cricket it was interesting. You know, it was it was different. It was something I had to learn how to do differently. I had to. Um, change what I've done, what I obviously had relatively decent success with in Australia in a pretty short period of time. But I think as a person, as a human, it taught me a lot about myself. Um, I, had, I had to learn a lot really quickly, to obviously learn how to build relationships with people that I, I really didn't know in a really short period of time. It's relatively scary as a 19, 20, 21 year old to walk into a different country where you don't know anyone, into a new person's house and a new club. And especially where there's, everyone's looking at you, expecting you to do well. Um, yeah, it's it's a good challenge and I, I enjoyed it. And 100%, I'd recommend if there's anyone looking to do it, um, Southend's a great place to play cricket.
0: Did you, did you do it? You didn't come back to, to the UK after Twenheim?
1: I did it. I, I, to be honest, I went home with every intention to come back. Um, but yeah, I went back. I did my last year at uni when I got back. I did my honours year and um, then I finished work. Um, I met my our wife, um, started, yeah, Life cat caught up with me, and yeah. it's probably one of the things I regret. There's probably two things I regret um, having done after I not not done. I should say, finishing school. The first one would be doing exchange overseas at uni. That'd been cool. And the second one's probably not going back to the UK for a mm-hmm. second year. because um, It was awesome, as you can. You know, I'm not making it up when I say it. It's you know something I'm going to remember for a long, long time.
0: That's no, great. Stuff. Yes. The only downside, I suppose, is Enderby coming over to Stoveview a couple of times. How was that?
1: Oh, <laughs> Dave, so the first time he came out, I was still living at my parents' place and I grew up in a bit of acreage. with five acres out there and it was a separate house, two bedroom little cabin if you like at the back of my parents' place. Um, so he stayed out there, Connor came out and, and, and one of Dave's mates, there were three of them um, and they spent about a week in Sydney and, and stayed out here and it was, it was middle of January. So stinking hot middle of January in Sydney and you know we're talking 35 40 degrees most days and, and i've got a photo on my phone i've still got it dave's gone ready gone out for the day ready to go out firstly it's 40 degrees he got jeans on i think dave <laughs> inappropriately dressed for the weather but that's okay didn't change um and he put sunscreen on and he was just white so in no concept of how sunscreen works he just had it hardly rubbed in he might have just done this it's all over his face i'm just like you, you couldn't scream tourists any louder if you tried, Dave. But okay, let's let's do it. Let's get out there. So that was the first time. And second time, he wasn't much better. What I did learn, the bloke sweats. The bloke sweats like nobody I've ever seen. So he had this a Kubra hat, whatever it, whatever it's made of. And I'm not kidding, by midday, between the, the, the start of the hat and the top of where his head is, just fully sweated around. I didn't know that was possible. But uh, yeah, he not made for Australian weather, Dave, but it was good to see him. So
0: just for, so a bit of clarity what you're doing now for guys back here. What, what are you up to
1: now? You still playing? Yeah, so cricket-wise still playing, yeah. I've, I've obviously came back. I played a few more years of, of ones back here and um, started working a bit more. And I, I've, I actually live in Manly now. So I grew up playing for Penrith and still do play for Penrith, um, but live you know, on the beaches. I've sort of come to my senses and moved closer to the water, cooler out here. Um, but yeah, still, still playing for Penrith um, but yeah, I've started as I started working more and spending more time out here I um, played back to twos and captain threes for a couple of years and um, as I was just saying to you earlier I'm, I'm now just running around in fives I'm, I missed the first half of the season and um, coming back half of the season and, and we're in a really great position and what, I haven't been there for I think I was counting 14 years it's my first, first time playing fifth grade for quite a while and um, absolutely loving it just loving running around with um, young cricketers, young guys. I was saying to them that they're literally half my age. You know, When I was playing fifth grade, some of you weren't born. Um, but it's it's awesome to play with them. You know, at the end of the day, they're the next first graders of our club. So it's, it's nice to be able to spend a bit of time with them. There's not many experienced older guys in those teams. So awesome chance to spend some time with them. And uh, yeah, it's a nice way to spend a Saturday afternoon. And in terms of work, I'm working in the city. I work in technology and IT. Um, I don't do any in development or anything like that. It's uh, more consulting that I do and I look after a, a small team, which is cool. It's um, different every day. So yeah, it keeps me busy, but uh, yeah, living in Manly, nice part of the world, w- wouldn't swap. Um, yeah, I'm pretty lucky. Nice.
0: So um, talking um, earlier about people you played with. Are you still in contact with Pat Cummings?
1: Yeah, talks talks him every now and then. Obviously he's pretty busy at the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't see see him all that much, because he's usually away, but um, yeah, a few messages every now and then, which is nice. He's um, yeah, I, I know his family as well. I'm good friends with his, uh, his next oldest brother. Um, one of the boys I was talking about who was in the UK at the time is, is his oldest brother. Like, he has a couple of siblings. He was, uh, he was in Wales. So we, we went away together and um, he also went, we went to school with them as well. So I yeah, know him pretty well. and know the family. They're a lovely bunch of people. Um no. yeah, most of the guys that, most of the guys I played with then I still keep in contact with, which is really nice.
0: No, no, no. Um, Adam Austin, your partner, Pat style your baggy green career.
1: Oh, there's one thing for certain Pat didn't steal anything from me. I was, uh, I was closer to the Australian Lawn Bowls team, I think, than the Australian Cricket team. So it's all right.
0: Good stuff. Well, Max, it's been great to speak to you. You stay well. All the best, mate.
1: Thanks, Rad. Appreciate it. Good to chat.
0: No problem. Take care.